We continue our off-season look at the LA Kings with a focus on the team's second-line center, Philip Deneau, as he turned into the perfect complement to Andre Kobitar, the team hoped he would be, as he lived up to the contract the Kings signed him to a couple years ago. We'll discuss that and more on this edition of Locked On LA Kings. You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked on LA Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. We'd love for you to leave us a positive feedback on Apple Podcasts if you're a fan of the show. And we're also on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you're enjoying this content. We're at 1,776 subscribers at last check. Uh, If you are enjoying this show, we'd appreciate it if you would be a subscriber as well. It helps people to find the show. Uh, We are on a streak of seven straight months of 100 or more subscribers each month as we march on towards 2000. And we're on schedule to hit this month with over 100 subscribers again. So thank you to all of you everydayers that have helped out by uh, subscribing and liking the YouTube channel. My name is Eddie Garcia. I'm your host of Locked on LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for the past 30 years, 20 plus years at the Fox Sports Radio Network. I'm also co-host of the Puck Podcast, a weekly NHL review show that's been putting out content for the past 16 years and a passionate LA Kings fan for 30 years. This episode of Locked on LA Kings, your team every day, is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Coming up on this episode of Locked on LA Kings, we break down the past season for LA Kings forward Philip Deneau. We also touch on a possible injury for a Kings prospect at the World Championships and give you some news on a former King who will be taking over a Pacific Division rival. We'll even play a little trivia with that player, if you remember that. We did it earlier in the offseason. But first, LA Kings forward Philip Deneau finished his second season with the LA Kings this past year, primarily as the team's second-line center behind Andre Kopitar, the 30-year-old Deneau, came to the Kings as an off-season free agent signing. Uh, that was the season before last. He agreed on a six-year deal worth $5.5 million per season and is under contract for four more seasons. Deneau played in all of the Kings games this past season, 82 in the regular season and six in the playoffs, finished with 18 goals and 36 assists for 54 points. And while his goal scoring did slip from a year ago when he had a career-high 27, In his first year in L.A., he actually had a career high in points this season with 54. That ended up being fifth most on the team. Let's hear a little bit from Philip Deneau in his exit interview the day after the Kings season ended in the playoffs with that loss in six games to the Edmonton Oilers. He was asked some questions that pertain to this past season and the season to come for the L.A. Kings. I'll be paraphrasing the questions and the answers so we can hit on some major points and the interesting comments that were made. If you want to see the exit interview in its entirety, you can go to YouTube, search Philip Deneau exit interview. It'll be the first thing that pops up and it comes from the LA Kings YouTube channel. So the first question from Philip Deneau was asked, what was the biggest growth of this team from last year to this year? And Deneau said that there were more expectations, but the team gained a lot of confidence. He said that they were stronger as a team. He said the team needed to quote, fix a couple of things and get a little bit better in a couple of areas and quote, and he thought that the team would be able to go wherever everyone hopes they will go, which is 
further in the playoffs than a first-round exit. Uh, he was asked, by being a core, a part of the core of the team, how much will the bar be raised to not just get into the playoffs next year, but to actually win at least one playoff series? Uh, he said, again, that losing in the first round was a big motivation. He said that everyone was really pissed off and uh, not happy with what happened, as it should be. Uh, he said, quote, we are not here to just play. We are here to win, end quote. And uh, he added that the team is going in the right direction, which is the key right now. And Philip Deneau does know what it takes to uh, head in the right direction and be a championship team, or at least a championship-level team. You may not remember, but, uh, but the season before Philip Deneau joined the LA Kings, he helped lead the Montreal Canadiens to the COVID Stanley Cup Finals, where they lost in six games, I believe it was, to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, he was a core member of that Canadiens team that uh, surprised a lot of people. So he has been to a Stanley Cup final before. Didn't win it, but has gotten to uh, the final before. Uh, obviously, there are a handful of players on the LA Kings who do know what it's like to get to a Stanley Cup final. The obvious, Andre Kopitar and Drew Doughty have won two Stanley Cups. Deneau has been to a Stanley Cup final. And you may not know, but there are two others that are currently on the Kings roster that have made it to a Stanley Cup final. They would be Victor Arvidsson and Kevin Fiala. Uh, Fiala was still a young player on the Nashville Predators um, that uh, made it to the Stanley Cup Finals in the 2016-17 season, ended up losing to the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, Victor Arvidsson was a key member of that team. I believe he led them in scoring that season. So there are some guys on the LA Kings who know what it takes to get to the Stanley Cup Final. Obviously, a couple of guys that knows what it takes to win it. So Philip Deneau uh, believes, uh, as a guy who has been to the Stanley Cup Final, that the Kings are moving in the right direction and there's still reason to be positive about the direction the Kings are going. Uh, Deneau was asked what things need to be fixed uh, and what about the Oilers' power play made it so difficult to defend against. Deneau said that obviously they have really good players and a lot of weapons. He said that the Kings need to work more on blocking shots and uh, work on details uh, and that uh, definitely that the penalty kill is something that needs to be a priority. Again, something we've heard time and time again. Deneau was asked uh, after playing last season in almost every game with Trevor Moore and Victor Arvidsson, talking about the season before, where that second line was pretty much together the entire season. How much harder was it this year when you had injuries to Trevor Moore and also Victor Arvidsson moved, was moved around the lineup a little bit, and he said it was hard to get a pace going with the line. Uh, Deneau was asked um, last season after the playoffs, he talked about the team progressing, uh, and he said uh, he was asked what would be the word because progressing was the word the year before. What was what was the word this year uh, after this season had ended? And he said it was probably the same word, progressing. Uh, he said they still have a lot of young guys. Uh, obviously, they want to be better. He said Rob Blake did some uh, great moves to help make the team better. But he says uh, we can be better and just fix a couple of things, kind of reiterating what he said earlier. Uh, he was asked if this was um, that the last year of the team where they can – not use a first-round exit as kind of an excuse that is this the last year that that kind of thing will be tolerated before there could be changes, maybe big changes, for the LA Kings. And he just said, quote, we have the players to get it done, but we have to be better, end quote. Again, reiterating that theme that a lot of the players believe that this team is good enough to get the Kings where they want to go, but obviously it wasn't the past two years. Uh, he was asked if he and Kopitar – um, matched up against McDavid and Dreisaitl last season and why it was harder this season because the Oilers decided to play 
both of them on the same line together. Uh, Deno said that they are hard to play against, but that you have to be smarter. Uh, he said you can't just rely on matchups. He says whoever's out there has got to get the job done. Uh, last question was if the team showed too much respect for McDavid and Dreisaitl. And Deno said that he felt last year he was more shadowing McDavid uh, in the playoffs. He said this year it was more about his line trying to have puck possession and keeping the puck away from him, and that he felt better about that strategy. So those were some of the thoughts from Philip Deneau about this past season and moving forward. Pretty much the same message we've heard from the majority of the teams, at least the players that we've talked, uh, listened to and uh, talked about so far. Andre Kopitar, Drew Doughty, uh, Philip Deneau, Kevin Fiala. Uh, Philip Deneau says that uh, he knows what it takes for this for this team to be better and that they can get it done. And as I said, he he would know because he did help the Canadians to the Stanley Cup final. Um, I remember when he signed with the Kings the year after the Canadians made it to that COVID final that I did see a lot of comments from fans of the Canadians that were really disappointed to see him go. And looking at the stats... I can't say I was all that impressed with what I saw, but after seeing Philip Deneau play for a couple of seasons, I now understand what those Canadian fans were talking about because his play is not just about goals and points, uh, but just a great all-around player playing in all situations, playing on special teams. He was a part of the Kings' second power play unit and second team penalty kill as well. And uh, Deneau, I think, is has turned into a perfect compliment to Andre Kopitar. Very similar styles of players again. Uh, they're not going to blow you away, but they do put up respectable numbers to help. Um, they're both more setup guys than you know snipers, which is what you expect from your centers to be more of a distributor than a finisher, but they do have some finishing abilities, both very solid in the faceoff circle, both very solid defensively. Again, setting up their teammates, just good all-around players. Uh, and I think they do complement each other. A really nice one-two punt punch that I think Rob Blake envisioned when he signed Philip Deneau with Andre Kopitar, uh, obviously being the number one center. Uh, when you look at the best defensive forwards in the game, we know about Andre Kopitar. I've mentioned that I thought he should have been a finalist for the Selkie. He's won it before. Uh, but you may not know that in each of the last four seasons that Philip Deneau has finished in the top 10 in voting for the Selkie Trophy, giving out annually to the league's top defensive forward. Now, we'll have to wait and see what the final totals are this year to see if he was in the top 10 again. He was not amongst the top three finalists. We know that. Um, but we'll see if he made it for a fifth straight year in the top 10 in voting, which is very impressive to have those two guys both on the same team. I think Philip Deneau matches up very favorably when you look at the, the other second-line centers around the Pacific Division. Um, certainly, there's Leon Dreisaitl. Um, but as we know, he's not always a second-line center. Sometimes he's teamed up on the top line with uh, Connor McDavid. Um, but other than uh, Leon Dreisaitl, he would clearly be the best second-line center uh, in the NHL, much less the Pacific Division. But I think I would probably pick Philip Deneau to be the best all-around second-pairing or second-line uh, center uh, in the Pacific Division. Uh, maybe you have an argument with a Chandler Stevenson in Vegas. He's a pretty good second line center, but I think I don't think he has the defensive game necessarily that Philip Deneau has. Um, so I think Philip Deneau, again, very solid second line center 
for the LA Kings. And he's going to be a key piece going forward for the LA Kings. His performance will be one of the keys for the Kings to have another successful regular season, uh, to hopefully earn a playoff berth once again, and to help get the Kings out of the first round of the playoffs. Uh, he can certainly match up with the top line forwards for most teams in the NHL. Obviously, it's difficult to match up with Connor McDavid, but he did a good job of that last year. Um, so again, Philip Deneau, uh, I think he's definitely lived up to what the Kings hoped he would be when they signed him, that he is one of those kind of core key pieces that every team needs. They thought he would be a great compliment to Andre Kopitar, maybe even take some minutes away from Kopitar to help Andre as he gets a little bit older in his career. So I think uh, I think Philip Deneau, definitely a very key piece of the LA Kings, and I think he's he's lived up to the hype so far for the Los Angeles Kings. If there was much hype on him, it was kind of a, a very solid a good, quiet signing for the LA Kings when they brought him in. We have an update on a Kings player at the World Junior Championships, and it may not be good news. But first, I want to let you know today's episode of Locked on LA Kings, your team every day, is brought to you by Game Time. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is the fastest and easiest way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theaters near you. With the Game Time app, tickets are easy to find and buy for every kind of event in your area, and you get the lowest prices guaranteed with event cancellation protection game time has deals on tickets right after the day of the event and the game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price if you find tickets in the same section or row for less game time will credit you 110 percent of the difference buy tickets in a matter of seconds two taps and you're set tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your emails download the game time app create an account and use the code locked on nhl for 20 dollars off your first purchase Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Locked On NHL for $20 off download. Game time today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price guaranteed. So I wanted to update you on the last couple of days at the World Championships that are going on. Uh, we have five members of the LA Kings organization taking part in that event. And I cannot confirm this, despite all of my uh, my searches online, on social media, but it does appear that Ontario rain forward Martin Chromiak has suffered some sort of an injury. Now, this past Friday, Chromiak, playing for his national team, Slovakia, played 33 seconds of the game and then did not return and then did not play uh, the entire game on Sunday in Slovakia's next contest. So again, the, the game recap of, uh, of that game uh, that he only played 33 seconds in didn't mention him at all. Um, but it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out if you played 33 seconds uh, and then didn't didn't play after that, uh, I'm pretty sure the odds of him only playing 33 seconds and then doing something so egregious that he got benched for the rest of the game, pretty unlikely. Uh, it's, it's, it's more likely than not that there was some sort of injury and then he left the game and didn't return and then he didn't play in the next game. So again, it, it has not been confirmed, but... You know, one plus one equals two is not too hard to figure out that it it is very likely that he suffered some sort of injury. Obviously, no idea how serious it will be. We're going to keep an eye on Slovakia's, um, you know, games going forward to see if he's able to get back into the lineup. Uh, They do have a game coming up uh, tomorrow morning against Norway. We'll let you know on tomorrow's show if Chromiak is back or not. And this is a guy who was uh, not a high draft pick for the Kings. They got him in the middle rounds but had a terrific season uh, playing junior hockey and looked to be maybe a diamond in the rough, maybe a steal for the LA Kings. But since that junior season, he's had a lot of issues. Last year before the World Championships, uh, he got sick. 
uh, and couldn't participate. Then right before the Ontario rain season, he had an appendectomy and missed the start of the season. And he's had some other injury issues as well. So right now, health has been a big factor for Martin Kromiak. And uh, unfortunately, it looks like, again, not confirmed, but it looks like he has suffered some sort of a health issue again. Hopefully, we'll have some good news on him going forward. Now, this is obviously the downside, which I've talked about with players participating in an event like this. And I focused on Kevin Fiala because... He's coming off an injury, and he's such a vital player for the Kings for next season, and I'm not happy about Fiala playing in this event, but I'm okay with Martin Kromiak. I'm not happy he's injured, apparently, or that something apparently has gone wrong, but he's the type of player that you want to play in an event like this, especially with his issues with illness that caused him to miss significant playing time this year. He needs to get ice time. He needs to get more experience. That's the type of player that I'm okay sending to play in these world championships, a younger guy who's not in the Kings plans for next season. If, you know, if he does make an NHL roster, it would be at least a few seasons down the line, at least. Uh, So this is the type of guy you want to get that kind of experience. Again, unfortunate that he apparently has suffered some sort of injury. We'll give you the details as soon as we know it, but uh, reason for concern surrounding Ontario rain and Kings prospect, Martin Chromiak. As for Kevin Fiala, he is still playing in this event, which I'm not thrilled about, but I am happy to report that so far so good for Kevin Fiala. He did have an assist in Switzerland's 3-2 win over Canada on Saturday and two assists in their 4-2 win over Czechia earlier today. Uh, Switzerland is 6-0 in the tournament, uh, which unfortunately uh, means that they're going to make the medal round, and uh, that means there are going to be more games for Kevin Fiala coming up. So fingers crossed that everything goes well. With Kevin Fiala, as for Kings and Reign goaltender Cal Peterson, he remains undefeated at the World Championships. He's 3-0 and now in the tournament. Had a 12-save performance in the U.S.'s 9-0 drubbing of France. Uh, Cal has allowed a total of two goals on 45 shots in three games, which is obviously great. But again, and I'm not trying to hate on Cal, I've mentioned this every start he's had so far because it's a fact. It's not an opinion. He has played against lesser competition. He's beaten Hungary, Austria, and France. He hasn't beaten Sweden. He hasn't beaten Switzerland. He hasn't beaten Canada. Uh, You know, some of the Finland. He hasn't played any of those marquee countries yet as the number two goalie for the U.S. behind Pittsburgh's Casey DeSmith. But he can only stop the pucks that that are shot on him in the games he's selected to play. So, It is encouraging that Cal has done well so far. But again, keep in mind, to be fair, he has not had to play against any of the better teams in the tournament at this point. We'll see if that changes going forward or not. But right now, he is slated as the number two goalie for the United States. Um, As for another player playing for the U.S., uh, for the L.A. Kings, um, that's T.J. Tynan. He's the captain of the Ontario Reign, and he's having a really good tournament. Uh, He is fifth in the tournament in scoring right now with eight points. He's got a goal and seven assists. Uh, He had an assist in the U.S.'s 3-0 win over Denmark and a goal and three assists in that 9-0 blowout of France. Uh, This regular season for the Reign, he was the third-leading scorer in the entire AHL with 81 points, uh, eight goals, and 73 assists uh, for a mediocre Reign team this past season. And I'm not suggesting that he could be any kind of a big-time contributor for the LA Kings this season. He's 31 years old, um, and by all indications, 
the Kings aren't really looking for him to be an NHL contributor. That said, for what he did for the Reign last season, for what he's doing in this competition, I would like to see him get a shot at being maybe the fourth line center. I don't think it'll happen, but I think he's earned it. Um, you know, the AHL is a, you know, kind of a, a bridge league from guys who go to junior to the NHL. And there are guys, look, the leading goal scorer in the AHL this season was a name you might be familiar with, Andy Andrioff, who was a nothing player for the LA Kings. And he led the AHL in scoring, in in, in goals. And he wasn't a goal scorer with the LA Kings. So that does give you a bit of an indication as to the level of play in the AHL. So, I mean, 81 points sounds amazing. And I don't want to take anything away from TJ Tynan. But I'm just saying the guy has been a very hard worker. He's the captain of your AHL team. I'm just saying it would be nice if the Kings said, you know what, you've earned a chance to compete for a roster spot at, at the NHL level. It's unlikely you're going to unseat a younger guy like a Blake Lazat, who's a, who's a spark plug type player, but it would be nice if they just said, you know, we're going to give you a shot and see what you can do with it. Cause he's, he has put up some decent numbers uh, in what they've asked him to do. So he is having a very good tournament, TJ Tynan, the Ontario rain captain uh, right now. Uh, also wanted to mention that Kings forward, Carl Grundstrom finally got on the board, scored his first goal of the tournament earlier today in Sweden's 4-1 win over Denmark. He has one goal and one assist so far in six games in the tournament. I did see a former Kings draft pick is actually the leading scorer in the world championships. Uh, Dominique Kubalik has eight goals and four assists for 12 points in six games playing for Czechia, formerly the Czech Republic. Now, you may not remember him as a member of the LA Kings, and there's a good reason for that, because he never signed uh, with the Kings. He was drafted in the seventh round in 2013. And for whatever reason, he informed the Kings that he did not have a desire to sign with them. So before he became a free agent and when walked for nothing, or I'm not sure what the, what the signing period is, you have to sign a player by a certain amount of time or you lose his rights. So the Kings said, okay, he's told us he won't sign with us. So let's trade him and get something for him. So they traded him to the Blackhawks in exchange for a fifth round pick. And he ended up signing with Chicago, then left as a free agent. He's now currently a member of the Detroit Red Wings. So just Thought I'd throw that out there. A former LA King draft pick, Dominique Kubali, currently leading the world championships in scoring. We've got news on another former LA King that's apparently going to be uh, tabbed to turn around a Pacific Division rival. We'll talk about that in a second. But first, thank you for listening and watching this episode of Locked on LA Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. After you listen and watch this show, you should check out Locked on NHL. We've had four games in the conference finals so far. Tonight, it's Carolina versus Florida. All four games so far going into tonight's game have been decided in overtime. That's never happened before, that the first four games of a conference finals in the NHL have all gone overtime. Uh, Our old friend Matthew Kachuk has both overtime game winners for Florida. And then last night, if you missed it, Vegas, unfortunately, uh, scored a late goal in the third period to tie it. And then early in overtime to win it over the Dallas Stars 3-2, Vegas has a 2-0 advantage in the series. Uh, to keep up to date on all the Stanley Cup playoff action, check out Locked on NHL, your daily show on all things going on in the NHL, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. that's Locked on NHL. For those of you that have been with me since I took over the show, you might remember that we had an off-season feature that we called Name That King. Well, it's back, and uh, I'm going to tie it into some news 
on a former LA Kings. So how this works is I give you some details on this player who used to play for the Kings, give you some details on when he played, uh, maybe some of his stats, where he's from, that kind of thing. And in the end, hopefully by the end of this, you will be like, oh yeah, I remember that's so-and-so. And if you don't know, well, then you're learning something about a former uh, LA King. This former King played in the 2005-06 and 2006-2007 seasons. Signed with the Kings as a free agent after spending time in Montreal, St. Louis, and Calgary. Signed a four-year $12 million contract with the Kings in the 2005-2006 season. He reached the 20-goal mark and the 60-point mark. He's a native of Potsdam, New York. Played for the U.S. in the 2006 Winter Olympics. Appeared in six games, scored a goal of five points in the Olympic Games. The next season, uh, this former King struggled under new head coach Mark Crawford. And he had just five goals and 16 points in 52 games before the Kings traded him back to the Calgary Flames in 2007. Uh, Now, bear with me on this because I fell into a little bit of a rabbit hole. They traded this player back to the Calgary Flames in exchange for Jamie Lundmark and two draft picks, a fourth rounder in 2007 that turned out to be Dwight King and a second rounder in 2008. Now, that pick ended up being traded back to Calgary as well, along with Michael Camilleri. For a first-round pick in 2008, it ended up being one of the worst Kings first-round picks ever, Colton Tubert. And a second-round pick in 2009, that pick ended up being part of a trade with the Carolina Hurricanes for the Kings to acquire Justin Williams. It's amazing how picks can get shuffled around over different years and exchange hands and turn out to be different players. But anyway, uh, this former King, back on track, this former King played just 130 games in L.A., He finished with 27 goals and 82 points. Uh, He wore number 22 with the LA Kings. No, it's not Ian LaPerriere. His first and last name begin with the same letter. Can you name that king? It is Craig Conroy, who apparently is about to be named the new general manager of the Calgary Flames. Conroy played over a thousand career NHL games and over half of those games were with the Flames where he has been working in their front office for many seasons. Calgary is uh, the one team in the Pacific Division that's having some major upheaval this offseason with GM Brad Treleving stepping down apparently because he wanted to fire head coach Daryl Sutter but ownership refused. Then, after several players said that they wanted out if Sutter was going to be back as coach, the team ended up firing Sutter anyway. Uh, of course, we know Daryl Sutter very well, won two Stanley Cups in L.A. Uh, so anyway, the Flames are looking for a new head coach, and apparently they have just found their next general manager in former L.A. King, Craig Conroy. Uh, the other team in the Pacific Division that is looking for a new head coach as well is our neighbors to the south. The Anaheim Ducks did not renew the contract of their head coach, Dallas Aikens, after a horrible season, and their new GM, Pat Verbeek, is taking his time to make the biggest hire in his brief tenure. Uh, having taken over for the Ducks as GM last February. I did want to mention you still have time to vote for LA Kings mascot Bailey for the Mascot Hall of Fame. Uh, You can vote by going to mascothalloffame.com. There is voting that goes on through uh, uh, May 27th, so through this Saturday. Uh, So go and support Kings mascot Bailey. Bailey for the Mascot Hall of Fame, if you would like. All right, so for you everydayers, those of you that listen and watch every day, coming up on Tuesday show, we're working on a special guest. I won't know until later tonight if this person is going to be joining us tomorrow or later in the week. So 
subject to change there. Uh, on Wednesday's show, I think we're going to look back at the season that was for Gabe Velarde. Uh, was his season this year a breakout season? Was it a taste of things to come? How are the Kings going to handle his restricted free agency this offseason? Uh, Thursday show, working on some kind of a special feature. And of course, our Friday show will be our weekly Kings fan feedback show. We had a great feedback show, I thought, this past Friday. Uh, so let's keep those offseason uh, emails and feedback shows going strong. You can always email me, lockedoneddie at gmail.com, E-D-D-I-E. Uh, what do you think about Philip Deneau? Has he been a good second line center behind Andre Kopitar? Those are, you could certainly throw that out there. Um, again, fan feedback Friday. i uh, love for you to get those emails in as soon as possible. And of course, you can always leave comments on the YouTube channel as well. We'd love to read you stay interactive with the show. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram. We are at Locked On LA Kings. I'm Eddie Garcia. Thank you as always for listening and watching this episode of Locked On LA Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Have a great day. We'll talk to you tomorrow. And as always, go Kings go.